Welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. I'd like to invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. Jesus, we thank you. You are King and Savior. We thank you, Jesus, that you took the fall so that we can have life, that we may be able to live. Lord, help us to live our lives for you and bringing glory to you. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, later, after this, I'll be going to have my uh, virus tests. And we're quite familiar with that. You know, every, as a pastor, every, there are certain occasions or functions that, the, that some people are requiring us to have a test first. So before a wedding, we are to have a test first for safety and for responsibility, which I totally agree. Before a, uh, let's say, a uh, business Thanksgiving or maybe even a baby dedication. We're quite familiar. Many of you if, uh, have uh, went through different tests already because of this season, and it's all good. But you know, this season is also filled with not, not just with virus tests, but with different kinds of acid tests, acid tests of relationships. Being in the house for such a long time, sometimes the marriage is tested, tested with patience, testings on being able to overcome offenses, a lot of testings, testing on parents. Uh, to, uh, this season because kids are not out in school so they would be with their kids for the whole day and sometimes it's also a test of patience a test of relationships even students would have their own tests too not just their school test but every day they would have an acid test of faithfulness of while doing school online on the screen there is this temptation that with a click of a finger they can just easily play a game or watch a movie or a TV series. So it is an acid test. This season, businesses also go through a grueling acid test of sustainability and uh, stability. Christianity has acid tests too. What I'm going to talk about today is how do we pass the acid test of love? Open your Bibles to Ephesians 5. We'll read verses 1 to 2. Again, Ephesians is the letter of Paul to the church in Ephesus. There is, this is a very positive letter. He does not write the letter because of any moral issue or any problem, but he just simply writes it as a pleasing uh, communication to the church. And this is what he says towards the end of this letter. Ephesians 5, verses 1 to 2. Therefore, be imitators of, God, imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave Himself up for us a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. You know, the Bible is filled with do's and don'ts, imperatives, meaning what we should do. But it also is filled with the whys, why we should do what God is asking us to do. We can see the book of Ephesians from this framework as well. The first half of Ephesians speaks of the why. Why we should do what God is asking us to do, mainly because God loves us. Ephesians 1 to 3 speaks of God's love through Jesus Christ's 
life, death, and resurrection. And we can have access to this love by grace through faith. And then the second half of the letter, chapters 4, 5, and 6, speaks of the implication of this love of God. It has implications in the unity of the church, implications in the marriage, implications in family life, in parenting, implications even in work relationships. In chapter 5, before the Apostle Paul dives into the details of marriage and parenting and work relationships, he speaks and talks about the very anchor of all these relationships, that everything should be anchored in what? As we've read in verse 1 of chapter 5, in love. Now, what's fascinating is that if we observe the text, walk in love, this phrase, it is sandwiched, bounded by, by similar biblical truths. First, he says, therefore, be imitators of God, then just walk in love. So when he says, therefore, what does it mean? He speaks of chapters 1 to 3, the first half of Ephesians. Therefore, because God loves us, because He sent His Son to die for us, we are reconciled to God. And because we have access to this love and reconciliation by grace through faith, therefore, that's the therefore, walk in love. And then again, he, it's as if he is you know, hammering and pounding the point of love because after mentioning the phrase, walk in love, this imperative, this, this sort of like commandment, he says, as Christ loved us. So it's as if he mentions the same thing or same principle. Now, remember, we said earlier, how do we pass the acid test of love this season? Now, first, as Paul has emphasized the importance of looking at God's love for us to walk in love, so how do we pass the acid test? First, make God's love the standard for loving others. Again, make God's love the standard for loving others. Why? Because it is perfect. God's love is selfless, sacrificial, unconditional, as we saw it in the life of Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Romans, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It is perfect. We want the basis for anything, for our love, to be one that is perfect. And this is not just a biblical principle, but this is a very practical one. For example, as parents, many of us are parents here. If you want, let's say you want your children to be enrolled in a sports program, a sports clinic, you would want them to have excellent teachers, right? And many of them would be, let's say, from old basketball superstars. Let's say it's a basketball clinic. Or maybe you would like to enroll your children. You want your children to learn ballet. So we would look for good schools with teachers that are really impeccably excellent. Why? Because we want them to learn from people who are excellent in such things. We don't want standards that fail. We don't want standards that make mistakes or prone to make mistakes. We want standards that are perfect. In the same way, for us to be able to love, it means that we have to make God's love, this perfect love of God, as the standard. But this means that because God is the standard for our love, we love others even if we don't feel like it. We love others even if we feel they are not worth it. 
we love others even if they don't respond to our love. Again, it's an acid test. Acid test of love. But you see, there's so much grace coming from God. Again, how do we pass the acid test? Make God's love the standard for loving others. You know, acid tests are not easy at times, or maybe not easy often, but then again, God's love is perfect and there's grace as well. Next, yes, God's love is the standard, but we can also make God's love as our motivation for loving others. The Bible says in 1 John 4, 19, we love because He first loved us. Meaning we have love. We have received love from God. Therefore, we can give it away. It's important, this principle, knowing that we receive love from God, therefore, we can love others. You know, many of us, as we said earlier, many of us are parents, and there would be times as parents, we would just tell our children, you know, uh, share your toys. For example, during Christmas or during their birthdays. Pre-pandemic, they would have parties, let's say. And when they would be receiving gifts, you know, as godly Christian parents, the first thing that we would tell them would be, you know, share. Share your toy. Uh, share this brand new toy. And share, share, share. It's good to share. It's Christian to share. It's a godly value. It's good character to share. But wait, you know what I realized? Is if the children just receive the toy, I realized this early on as a parent. I would command my, my children, I would tell them to share. But then again, I realize if they receive the toy and they haven't really played with it, they haven't really owned it, they haven't really experienced it, how can they share something that they don't have? In the same way, we have God's love. Therefore, we can share it. But here's the thing. There are times that we don't feel like it, right? But we have it. This is the reason why the Apostle Paul said in Ephesians 3, Pray that you being rooted and grounded in love may have the power to grasp how wide and long and high and deep this love of God is and that this love surpasses knowledge. So meaning, we can grow in this knowledge of God's love. What we can do is to ask God for it. I know when we pray, we ask God for things. Good. God is pleased with faith. So go ask God for His will. Go and ask God for grace and provision. Provision in the family, provision for business. Go ask God for relationships, for those of you who are singles, and so on and so forth. But let's not forget that we can ask God. God, reveal more of, more of your love towards me. God, help me be rooted in your love. Lord, help me to understand how wide and long and high and deep is your love. So again, make God's love as the standard for loving others. Make God's love as the motivation for loving others. And I believe we will pass the Christian acid test of love. Now, I fully understand that there are times that we just simply can't get ourselves to do it. Now, going back to the phrase, walk in love, it is important to note that Paul said, walk in love. Walk, it is a biblical culture. The Old Testament 
and the New Testament. Walking is something that they just simply do. There were no elevators. There were no motorcycle, angkas, back ride. No jeepneys, buses, cars at that time. Certainly, there were uh, horses and donkeys and camels. But it was not really for all. It was for a select few. The vast majority of people would be walking. Whether they feel like it or not, they just have to simply do it. In the same way, when we can't get ourselves to love, to do it, just still do it. Why? Because the moment you start doing it, even if you take just that baby step, your action will produce momentum. If you cannot love, let's say, forgive someone, why don't you start with a baby step of praying? God, I can't forgive this person. He has offended me so much. Why don't you pray for that person? Help me, God, to love this person. I speak a blessing to this person in Jesus' name. That baby step of action will produce momentum. Again, action produces momentum. Walk in love. Lord, we pray that we would always pass your acid test of love. And God, we thank you, Lord God, that you loved us first, that while we were still sinners, you died for us, that we can love because you first loved us. Lord, we pray that we would grow in our knowledge of this love, that we would be grounded and rooted in it, that we may bring glory to you. God, we pray for those of us who are experiencing relational problems, Lord God. Lord, we pray that you would give them the courage, the boldness, the faith to take the first step or even just a baby step to start to love others. It may even be just a prayer. It may even be just a text message or maybe for some of them a call. God, we pray, Lord, that your grace will continually abound. We pray, Lord God, that as your followers, we would imitate you in the way you love, selfless, sacrificial, and unconditional. Help us to love our spouses, our children, our relatives, our parents, Lord God, our friends, our workmates, our office mates, Lord God, Lord, the people around us. Lord, may we be examples of you and of your love so that when, when people look at their lives, they would see not us, but they would see you in us, Lord God. Lord, we give you glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Why don't we respond to God in worship? We will follow you with everything that we have. We will follow you. Oh, there is no turning back. We will follow you with all our lives we will sing. We will follow you. We will follow you with everything that we have. We will follow you. Oh, there is no turning back. We will follow you. With all our lives we will sing, we will follow you, glory, 
everlasting glory. You alone are mighty. You alone are worthy to be praised. Over all creation, we sing of your salvation. Glory to the King. Later today, why don't you read more about Ephesians 5? Check on God's love, Ephesians 5 and 6, the implication of God's love in our different relationships. Allow me to bless you with the benediction that Paul gave in this letter as well. Ephesians chapter 6, verse, verses 23 to 24. Peace be to you and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with you all, with the love of our Lord Jesus Christ, love incorruptible. Amen. You've been listening to the Victory Devotional Podcast. Thanks for joining us. We hope that this will help you build a habit of hearing from God every day. If you'd like more messages like these, you can follow us on Spotify or on our Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to watch these messages, you can watch them every weekday morning on our Victory PH Facebook page.